think of it lightly, like, oh, this is just a lighthearted topic. But really, the importance of dating is so deep in that it affects the way we are forming our relationships, which really are forming the marriages and the children and the society that we're all living in. And on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adelie, and I am here with Catherine Fowler-Sample, who wrote and produced the award-winning film, The Dating Project. Welcome, Catherine. Hi. Hi, Adelie. Thanks for having me. Well, this is an exciting topic because I myself am single, and when this came across my desk, I was like, oh, the dating assignment. And then I saw that it was kind of related to a lot of things that I've been seeing lately where... Uh, people really of all generations are wanting to go back more to traditional dating. Could you tell us how uh, the film The Dating Project came about and what led to the story and development of it? Yes. Well, I was inspired to write and produce The Dating Project after being at a birthday party. I was attending a party of a friend, and there was about a dozen women in attendance, and at one point during the evening, I looked around and realized that every girl there was single, and it was just something that surprised me because everyone had um, great personalities, confident, beautiful inside and out, professional resumes, and yet no one was dating, and so it really sparked a desire in me to get to the heart of what was going on in dating and relationships in this brave new world of the 21st century with online dating, with apps, with all these different things coming at us with the hookup culture and to really explore what had happened and how we got here to the point that dating has become so obsolete and almost outdated. And so that's really what led me to start this project. And what we found is how people have this huge desire to go back to, if you will, old-fashioned dating. And it was crazy. We filmed all over the country in cities big and small. And whenever we'd stop at a place, we would do man-on-the-street interviews on camera. And so we'd just walk up to random people on the street and introduce ourselves, tell them a little bit about the project, and ask if they'd be willing to share their thoughts about dating on camera. And what surprised me was that literally not one person ever declined. Everybody wanted to talk about dating. Yeah, and everybody was like, we would love it if it would be normal to just, like, (laughs) strike up a conversation at the grocery store, but now that's almost weird. So, anyway, it's really struck a chord with people, and that's how the dating project began. That's amazing how nobody declined. Everyone was willing to offer their advice or questions or their problems in dating. Yeah, it's. It's the hot topic, and I feel like it's so weird because it's, to my knowledge, really the only documentary about dating out there right now. The Dating Project really has been the first, and it's funny because on the surface level, there's an element to dating that's a little more superficial. It's fun. It's romantic. It has that novelty kind of, um, I guess, 
vintage throwback to like the 1950s. Right. So sometimes I think people think of it lightly, like, oh, this is just a lighthearted topic. But really, the importance of dating is so deep in that it affects the way we are forming our relationships, which really are forming the marriages and the children and the society that we're all living in. And so I just find it to be such an amazing topic and that there's there's a levity to it, but there's a gravity to it. And I think that's why so many people want to talk about it. And it's something that I think has been taken for granted. So many people in the older generations are surprised that people in the younger generation, the millennials, might not know how to date. But the funny thing is that some of the uh, wisdom of that old kind of dating tradition just didn't get passed down. And it started to get eclipsed by the hookup culture, which really was the fruit of the sexual revolution. And it, it and so then we're all like participating in this social experiment, if you will, without realizing maybe some of the consequences. And I think that's what we really found when we were filming. People are dissatisfied with the status quo, even if they're participating in it. And they want another option. They want a way out. And so hopefully the dating project can kind of offer that alternative viewpoint to the hookup culture and a way to really do relationship right. Uh, you said uh, really something powerful there that I want our listeners, I hope you catch that she, that dating it will actually, we're building relationships here and it could build into a marriage relationship and children and everything. So that was really powerful what you said. But let's move into, um, because you were talking about the hookup culture and my friends and I have talked about this, uh, the technology and the apps and how that's changed because I'm kind of in between the Gen Xers and the millennials. And a lot of us in our 35 and up are single too. It's not just the millennials having trouble. And I've been wondering, have people forgotten to date, but also with um, Tinder and Bumble and then eHarmony and everything. Has this caused problems? Are people now hiding behind the apps and where you're not knowing how to communicate and having one-on-one conversations? That is such a great observation, and that is definitely a problem. Technology has, without a doubt, completely transformed the relationship that we're forming and the landscape of dating. And I always say that technology can be a good way to connect if you use it wisely and well. And so if you're online, the purpose isn't to become pen pals with someone. The purpose is to suss out if they're not, you know, crazy and and (laughs) meet them in person um, to the best of your ability, kind of try to find that out and then meet offline. So it's like you're, you're using online just as a way to connect, but you're truly then meeting offline. And the same goes for apps, but there is that downside element in that I was talking with a young woman when I was actually in anthropology and it's, Whenever I feel like you make a documentary about dating, people just end up talking to you about dating. And she was telling me how she felt so disappointed because she had been on these apps and she felt like she was just being swiped through. And she said, it really makes me feel like I don't matter. 
And that is what's so sad about that component to the technology is that it really does become very consumeristic and it treats people as commodities and it really it devalues the human person. It, it's kind of taking away their personhood. And so I think it also, in addition to that, it gives us this illusion, and we talk about this in the documentary, this illusion that we have so many choices out there, that there's so many people that we could potentially date or connect with. And the reality is, if you're being truthful with yourself, the, the pool of people you truly can connect with on a spiritual level, emotional, physical, mental, that's very, very small. And so it, it's important to recognize when we have the real people in front of us, you know, outside of the technology, but then also don't fall into that technology trap of thinking, oh, I could just date anybody, and try to be more discerning and more open to like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go out with this person and really connect with them and not just be thinking that, oh, I can get on my app later that night if I don't like this person. Like, try to really invest in the people who are in front of you. And that's something else we found in the documentary, just the idea of going on a date and putting your phone down, silencing your phone. It's that it's validating the other person's personhood and telling them that they're valuable and worth your time. And that's, I think, what's really resonating with people about this movie because it's trying to bring back just that simple interpersonal interaction that we're really missing a lot today because of technology. With technology, though, there's two different things I, I, I want to ask here. First, are you noticing that people like mainly use technology because of fear that they of uh, being rejected in person? And then second, do you believe that the technology is also causing people to go outside the church to look for people and they're not building the relationships in the church or the support from the church for singles? Yes, I would say yes to both. On one, on the one hand, yes, people can hide behind the technology, but generally speaking, I do think that people are genuinely, the majority of people are genuinely trying to connect, and they're using technology because that's one of the only ways. And it's interesting because there was a study recently by Stanford that said people who met online and were dating were quicker to get married than people who didn't. And oh, it was wow. interesting because, yeah, that really shocked me. But I think part of it is that online dating and apps, it's people know why they're there. Mm -hmm. And if it's a more serious site, maybe not Tinder, so to speak, but if it's more serious, people know, okay, we're here to date. And this is almost the only place where you can come and say, I'm actually interested in dating. Because the outside world is so nebulous. It's whether it be hookup culture or what happens a lot of time in the church, as you mentioned, to address the second part of your question, is that there's just this, like, I would say it's the sidelines of inactivity. It's like mm -hmm. there's a hookup culture going on on the field. And the <laughs> world is standing on the sidelines kind of wondering what to do. I and love sports I analogies. Mean, <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's that's happening in the church. And I think that there is, like, there's a lack of, whether it be church socials or just sort of a, uh, encouragement to start connecting in those environments when you're in a church group. And I know it can be awkward because if it's a smaller group and you're a close-knit group, then it's like, oh, you're dating somebody and what if it doesn't work out? But I think people need to get over that. Right. They need to get over. And, and part of it is just stepping out and having that courage. 
And that goes along with your point about people are hiding behind technology. Sometimes we're hiding behind technology and missing the people who are right next to us. And wow, that's the a great that comment. The, yeah, the people who are in the pew next to us. And so I think a lot of times it's just getting up that courage and telling ourselves, you know what, it is, what's the worst that can happen? It's not the end of the world if I go out with this person and we don't have sparks. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's true. Life will move on. The world will keep turning. And or you might just I meet a friend. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to, yeah, we're trying to revive that with the dating project. And even like people who aren't single should be trying to set up their friends like uh-huh. even in church group settings married people can have dinner parties and then people can meet we need to start reviving those ways of meeting each other and really creating that opportunity and if those opportunities don't seem to be there you can always just ask somebody out and that's what the dating project trying to bring back the idea of making dating casual again so it's not so scary because it's so rare people sometimes get freaked out it, it's almost like if somebody calls you as opposed to texting it's like wait <laughs> what's happening why are you calling me it, it's the same thing to being asked out on an actual date but really we need to just let go of that and be cool with it and just say hey do you want to go out and grab coffee and then lower that expectation because what we found is that when you lower the initial expectation and just take the pressure off dating it really builds the right groundwork for commitment in an ironic way. And so if you take that pressure off, it's like you're just getting to know somebody authentically, you're being real with them, and then it naturally can evolve into what commitment should look like. These, This is great information and great advice for like people who are married and single. Like you said, friends said, I mean, dinner parties and setting up and and just about getting over the fear and just having the courage just to say, what's the worst that can happen? When now I want to go back to the making of the dating project. You went and filmed at Boston College, and they have a professor known as the Date Doctor. Could you tell us a little bit about this college professor, what she did, and how she came up with the dating assignment? Yes. Well, Dr. Carrie Cronin is indeed the dating doctor at Boston College, and we came across her because it was very providential. My sister, um, sent me a Facebook article she came across that was talking about uh, a Boston College professor who was reviving the lost art of dating on her campus by assigning her students to go on a date. And it was when I had started writing the documentary, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this sounds totally perfect. She sounds amazing. And so we were able to connect with her, and then she was good enough to invite us to Boston College and sat down with us and gave a little bit of her wisdom an insight as to how she started this assignment. And what had happened was around 10 years ago, she had gone out with several college seniors for ice cream. They were all sitting around and they were talking about their post-graduation plans. And she then ended up asking if anybody was dating or even close to being engaged because that had been a common thing at Boston College. Like a lot of people would pair off and be engaged before they graduated back when she had been a student there. And what she was shocked to find was that everyone was like, oh, no, we're not even close to being engaged. And they said, in fact, we have not been on a date since coming to college. And that really surprised her. And so she thought, okay, I'm going to assign 
um, just even though she teaches a philosophy class, she was going to assign it as a little extra credit assignment to go on a date just to kind of get that going again. And what she found was by the end of the next semester, none of the students had gone on a date. Even though they had all wanted to, they didn't feel capable because they literally had no idea what a date was. And people were asking, like, okay, how do I ask somebody out? Like, what are the actual words I should use? Where should we go? You know, just very basic things. So then she really built in an assignment to her class, which, again, is just a small component of it, but it lays out different rules. And some of the rules are um, it needs to be under $10, under 90 minutes, uh, during the day, no drugs or alcohol. The only physical interaction is uh, a frame hug. <laughs> um, have a couple. <laughs> yeah, that always gets a laugh. Um, have a couple of conversation topics in your back pocket. Like if you ask, you pay, and when you ask, you need to ask in person. And so once she gave these parameters, the students were able to start asking people out. It was that she was creating a social script for what we have now is the lost art of dating. And so it's almost like manners. It used to be that, or it still is, you know, like, okay, you don't chew with your mouth open. You hold the door for the person coming in after you. Like, those are those unspoken social script rules. We used to have that with dating. We don't anymore. So her assignment is recasting that social script and giving people the kind of limits in a way that really, ironically enough, free them to then go on these dates. And what it does is it allows people to know, okay, this is what I can expect. It's like I know that I'm not going to be asked to do anything physical that might make me uncomfortable. Um, I know this is just a date, and I'm just getting to know this person. And people just had the greatest reaction. I mean, the students throughout the years have had amazing reactions, but when we were filming, in particular, there was this um, young man who had just asked this girl out who he's been interested um, with for a while, and he was just on cloud nine. And it, it, he, he was like, I haven't even gone on the date yet. <laughs> but this, just asking her out, just that act of courage, he was just like on a high. And he said, this is better than any experience I've ever had hooking up. So that was awesome. That, that, that is a great, what action. a great testimony. What a great testimony to this. Uh, I definitely want our listeners, if you are single, male, female, no matter your age, you need to visit the datingprojectmovie.com. Check out the trailer and check out the, you can even download the dating assignment in the rules. Like you said, Dr. Cronin created social script for dating again. And even at my age, it's not just the millennials. I feel like my age, people have forgotten to date and even communicate to one another. We're in our phones. We think we have to have an app or we just don't think people are interested anymore. So it kind of makes you want to give up. So the information you have given, the DVD, this project to me, it just speaks to my heart. And I have just been so blessed talking with you, Catherine. Before we close, is there anything else you want to say about the project or about you and um, how they can get more information about the dating project? Well, um, like you said, you can go to the datingprojectmovie.com. It is also available on DVD in stores at Target and Walmart, and then it's available for digital HD streaming on Amazon, so it's easily accessible. Get the DVD, have a party with your friends, um, have a date night, and really it's about starting a conversation. That is our hope and prayer as um, the producer and writer of the project, that people just start 
talking about this and start talking about what they don't like about hookup culture and recognize that, okay, there is an alternative and it involves going on a date. And then when you do date, you date differently and you date dignity. And that's in how we're treating one another. And so we can really transform, hopefully, the culture of dating and relationship heart to heart by more and more people finding out that so many people want the same thing that they do, which is to just go on a date and reinfuse it with that dignity that God calls us to live with. That, that I agree. I'm in total agreement. And you have been such a blessing today. And we appreciate you coming on the Charisma Connection Show. We are just so excited about this topic and just want to help get the word out and really start, like you said, start the conversation. And Catherine, would you be uh, willing to take us out in prayer? Absolutely, Adelie. Well, I want to pray. Dear Lord, I want you to, number one, bless Adelie and all the people at Charisma, all the listeners, and we just ask your intercession to spread the message of the Dating Project, which is ultimately your message of treating one another as we would like to be treated, so that we can transform and heal and bring restoration to what relationships really should be. Amen. Amen. And again, you've been listening to Charisma Connection here with Catherine Fowler Sample. Please go to the datingprojectmovie.com. Have a blessed day. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.